Okay, is everyone on? I'm here. On. Hello, Senator. How are you? This is Brian Hornback. Yes, I'm fine. I was so happy to see your name on my calendar today. Well, I understand you've been over here in East Tennessee, um, and uh, you're you're on your way back across the middle of the state. And so I uh, do appreciate you taking just a, a, some time to uh, visit with me and and the folks on the Brian Hornback podcast. I don't know if you realize it or not, or or if they've told you, but um, I've gone from um, not only having the BrianHornback.com website, but now uh, doing some podcasts, and you're actually the first um, person that I'm interviewing for the Brian Hornback podcast. So, Well, I just love that. Yeah, I had heard that you had built, uh, that your following and your reach were each growing, and I am not surprised. Well, I think this is fantastic. I appreciate that. Um, so I know since you've been over here, I, I know that uh, you, you've done some uh, events today in, in Blount County with some veterans, and then I, I know you've made a visit down to Loudoun County. But I want to take just a minute and or, or however long it, it would take you. But I understand that that you're proposing a rural health care agenda. Uh, just wanted to give you an opportunity to uh, let folks know about. Um, about your rural health care agenda? Yeah, one of the things that we had learned in working with so many of our uh, county mayors and different community leaders was just looking more closely, or I should say one of the things that we've been aware of was looking more closely at access to health care in rural parts of the state. And some of our hospitals in rural communities had closed over the last few years. And in order to address these issues, we started looking at solutions, what would be potential solutions. Well, one of those is we need the opportunity for a community to have a freestanding emergency room uh, so that you can properly triage people in that community and then get them to the care that they need. So um, there is a rule that Senator Centers for Medicare Medicaid Services, CMS, has that says you cannot have uh, a freestanding emergency room within 35 miles of a hospital. Well, for many of our communities with winding, twisting roads, uh, this is ends up being too long time-wise to get to treatment and care in uh, emergent events. So we are working on uh, legislation that would allow those freestanding emergency rooms. Likewise, we are working on legislation that would uh, put more health care providers into these communities. And uh, Senator Dick Durbin and I have this legislation. It is bipartisan. And what this would do is to exercise loan forgiveness, tax-free loan mm. forgiveness for um, all of our health care providers, nurses, doctors, dentists, psychiatrists that choose to practice in a um, in a rural area for a period of five years. Mm. So uh, that is uh, the second bill. The third piece of the agenda uh, deals with telehealth. Mm. And uh, 
with the CARES Act, we got a lot of our telehealth legislation into the CARES Act. And everyone knows during COVID, for people with complex medical issues, it really gave them the opportunity to um, to be able to have physician's appointments without having to take off and travel to the doctor's office. And people with complex medical issues were afforded the opportunity, or those that are elderly, afforded the opportunity to have access to care uh, in a more convenient way. And what we are seeking to do is to make those provisions permanent Mm. they were great during covid they worked and you know brian i think people realize telehealth using phones and ipads and things for help was uh not just a convenience as they had previously looked at it through covid they realized this really created um greater access to health care and it is something that opened the doors for a better quality of care for many people that did have complex medical issues well even even i learned uh about the benefits of telemed because uh during during covid um last year i was i was due for a for another um for another treadmill stress test to make sure that my heart wasn't going to give out anytime soon and and my uh, cardiologist and I were able to do a telemed and then he was able to do the then he was able to do the order for me to go do my um do my treadmill uh echocardiogram and uh, so I I'm I'm a big believer even even living in the in the metropolis of of uh, Knoxville I'm a big believer in telehealth uh but but you know what we yeah, what this legislation for three years oh wow people would say well you know that's just convenience well no i kept saying it is medical necessity if you have a complex medical issue and of course we saw that uh firsthand during covid where people could actually continue uh people that have chronic issues they could continue to receive healthcare people that have very difficult medical issues elderly it was a much more convenient way to receive health care and it allowed for a proper continuum of health care for them well and you know i think what we've all realized at least those of us that have traveled this state i mean you know we've got 95 counties but uh, you know you take you take now what we've ta- what we've heard about in the in the state because of the because of the pandemic and because of the covid you know you, you take out the six uh, large, large areas. And, and you've got, you know, 90, you've got 88, um, you've got 88 rural counties. And, uh, you know, when, I, I mean, it becomes real to folks in Scott County, it becomes real to folks in, in, uh, in Granger and, and all the other rural areas. And, and, you know, as a, as a United States Senator, you've got to represent all 95 counties. And, and we do appreciate uh, what you're doing on that and sharing that with us. And before I let you go, we—I would be remiss if I didn't, if we didn't talk a little bit about um, Biden's infrastructure. His—I uh, think many of us—I I was only able, first time in history that I was only able to watch about ten minutes of, of a presidential address uh, in Congress the other night, and and my, it shocked my wife. My wife and I—you know—we've been married for thirty-three years, and. And she said, are you not watching the president? And I said, I just, I just can't bring myself to do it. But, um, you know, there, there's lots of, uh, lots of wish lists in his, uh, infrastructure, um, 
proposal. So uh, I would be remiss if I didn't ask you to at least talk about you know, what Brian, all he's trying. Yeah, one of the things, his infrastructure, so-called infrastructure bills, a $2.25 trillion bill. Mm-hmm. Well, what if you were to, let's say we're going to expand the definition of infrastructure because they like to say broad, that oh, you yeah. know, it is now a bigger definition that it has evolved. Well, if you were to say, okay, we're going to say everything pertaining to roads and bridges and highways and interstates and ports and waterways and water systems and airports and broadband and the power grid. We're going to say all of that is infrastructure. Well, if you pulled all that together, it is still just a little more than a third of that bill. Right. But what they're trying to do is evolve this thing to say that human beings are infrastructure, Mm. that caring for children is infrastructure, that caring for elderly is infrastructure. And the American people are just not buying that. What they want is to be certain that roads are repaired. Uh, They want to be certain that, that they can get to work. They're really quite frustrated that there's more money to incentivize buying electric vehicles in this bill than there is money to pay for the roads for the vehicles to drive on. So Tennesseans are, are really practical people. And what we know is that they want to see investment in infrastructure as we have traditionally done and then have discussions about these other things on a different day. Well, and, and you know, I, I know that as um as a proud supporter uh, of uh, Marsha Blackburn, uh, when you ran for the when you ran for the U.S. Senate, you're not you're not afraid to ask questions, even when it's uh, questions of your own party, and uh, and that's what the two party system's about uh, yeah. is asking those questions. Uh, whether that was uh, back in your state Senate days when it was about a, a state income tax, or whether it's um, or whether it's with uh, President uh, Biden and Vice President Harris and asking questions about infrastructure, you know, at some point, um, you know, I, I'm all about trying to get our economy going again, but at some point, uh, all this money has got to be paid back, right? Well, very true. It does have to be paid back and it is going to be our children and grandkids that are going to have to pay this back. And that is why it is imperative that we think long and hard before we start, start spending all this money. President Biden, since he took office January 30th, in the first 100 days, has pushed forward $6 trillion in spending. $6 trillion. Wow. Well, and I am I am appreciative. I, I'm fully vaccinated now. I, I am appreciative of of the vaccine, but let's not forget that it wasn't, uh, it wasn't president Biden that got us the, uh, that, that got us the fast track on the, uh, on the Pfizer and the, um, and the Moderna and, uh, and ultimately the Johnson and Johnson vaccine. So, uh, I am glad to see that a lot of people have taken part in getting the vaccine and that maybe we're, we're to the end of the, of the pandemic. But, um, you know, uh, Senator, I, uh, certainly do appreciate you, um, uh, coming on the podcast and, and talking uh, about a couple of you know, one about your agenda and, and, and also to keep us updated on on the Biden infrastructure bill. And um, before I let you go, um, just um, any final comments you want to make? Uh, I, I'm sure folks can obviously I'll, I'll put in there where 
folks can find you on the internet, uh, on the website. Uh, if they have comments, I'm sure you appreciate all that, but, uh, any last thing you want to say before I let you go? Well, yes, I do hope that they find me. They'll get me online at Marsha Blackburn, or they can sign up for our weekly newsletter at blackburn.senate.gov. And I do get that uh, weekly email, uh, and that's, uh, it's, it's very informative, and we appreciate everything you're doing and, and uh, everything that you and uh, Senator Haggerty are doing working together for the state of Tennessee. Well, thank you so much. It's an honor to serve. Thanks. Thank Bye-bye. you. Have a great day.